0: Matters podcast with you as hey, always is your host Bob Tucker your co-host Danny Woodcock and myself Nathan Lewis
1: did you forget your name there Nate your engineer well I was of... waiting
0: for you guys to throw in but you weren't going to announce <laughs> me so I just did it we're good Don't worry. <laughs> hey everybody
1: thanks Help. for tuning in yeah, today with us we have Kevin Mullen, the Vice President of Advancement at Colonel Stritch, and he's also in charge of uh, making sure that uh, people know about the upcoming Jeep Fest. I think he's yep. in charge of planning it. Too. Planning it and doing all sorts Which of Which sounds
2: stuff. like a huge job. Yeah. Toledo Jeep Fest, like some 4,000 Jeeps downtown, just slamming everything.
0: It's t- And it's, for the most part, completely free. Yeah, and uh, free concerts and free mu- music all the time and free events and yep. free parades and all kinds of good stuff. And
2: so. Kevin did a very special giveaway at the end of this Toledo Matters trivia segment, so stay tuned for that. Yep. which means you have to listen to the end. Guys. Yeah, I'm or sorry. fast forward,
0: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're just looking for the trivia anyway. So yeah. when are
2: the? It's August tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Eleventh and twelfth. So that will be this weekend when this gets released. Yep, you've
0: you've got just a few days to well you don't have to buy tickets so you just have to plan your weekend that you're going to
2: be there yeah be warned downtown will be on gridlock for traffic Jeeps will be everywhere there will be a parade highly recommend taking some public transit to get down there
0: yep yep
1: yeah so hopefully you guys all enjoy that episode i know we did and um
2: yeah without further ado here's kevin Mullen.
1: So with us today is Kevin Mullen. Thank you very much Kevin for coming with us. Thank uh, you. Welcome.
0: Thanks,
3: Thanks. And welcome. Thanks you, for having
1: me. You braved the rain which we desperately needed. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness! To come out of here. My grass is all dead. Mine too and my pond is getting all evaporated. It's very sad. But... Oh, your poor your poor
0: koi. Co- they're not koi,
1: they're fancy all, green right, fish. all right, all right, all
0: right. <laughs> oh.
1: So Kevin,
3: uh, are you from Toledo? I am born and raised, proud to be from Toledo.
2: Woo! Did you go to school right. around here?
3: I did. So uh, I grew up in Sylvania. Um, and then we eventually made our way out to South Toledo to get closer to St. John's High School, which is where I went to high school and then uh,
1: college. Ooh, we'll forgive work. that. But yeah,
0: I was going to say, <laughs> I think you have a rival in the room. Yeah.
3: So I tell people, you're allowed one mistake in your life. Um, and the good news is, I didn't use mine on high school. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
3: all good. So, uh, but uh, no, I went to Miami, Ohio uh, for undergrad. Um, really with the intention of studying communications, uh, broadcast journalism, so that I could get out of Toledo and never come back. Um, <laughs> because as a sophomore, junior and senior in high school, um, you were just sort of trained to hate Toledo. This is true. And, and the more time that I spent away, the more I missed it. Hmm. And so I came back and I, I was lucky enough to land a job back in Toledo, uh, working for Fox Toledo. And and I loved it. And I fell in love with Toledo. and And there's a spell there. Uh, about five years ago when I lived in Dallas, Texas for a few years. And I tell people that when I moved away for work, I probably loved Toledo more than anybody else who ever moved away. <laughs> and I was so excited uh, to, you know, 2014, move back to Toledo um, and and to call this home again and be back closer to family and friends. Um, and this incredible sort of resurgence of of our community and, you know, downtown and all the things that I grew up loving that sort of went away mm-hmm. as I got older. We're right. all back and better than ever, so it's great to be here.
1: So you said you went to Fox Toledo. You're behind the camera. What were you doing? So
2: I was what they call. I think a one- that face was behind the camera. Well, was you right never in know. front of it. <laughs> and I, I've been told for a very
3: young age that I've got the face for radio and the voice for TV. <laughs> um, but I was what they call a one-man band, which means they they pay me as little as possible and get as much out of me as they can. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I actually the, I the love the
1: accordion and the symbols. And the- Correct.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I love the I love the production side. Um, I love the um, the editing and the storytelling and and shooting video and telling a story with video. And so I love that side of it. But I found that I could make more money if I would then go on camera and and tell mm-hmm. the story myself. So that's what I did. Um, and so I was a cameraman and reporter and editor. Ugh. And so I was and, part right,
1: right? That's yeah, I was. The, I was yeah. mostly
3: behind the camera. Um, but yeah. at ten o'clock when the news would start, uh, for about ninety seconds, I'd be in front of the camera. Um, yeah. But it was a, you know it was a great job. It was a great learning uh, experience. And I think for anybody, you know, they would say like everybody needs to have a job at a restaurant so that you appreciate what your waiter or waitress goes through, what your bartender goes through. Right. I think that's very true. I also think everybody should have a job in a, in a news station so you actually understand what really happens in there. Right. Um, it's neither as serious as you probably think, um, nor as easy as you probably think. <laughs> yeah, you guys
1: just make it all up, right? Fake news. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and, and then, so did you have that job until you moved to Texas or, or what happened there? So, yeah, so I was in, you know, I
3: i've had the privilege of telling uh chris peterson uh that she is both the reason i got into and out of news (laughs) um i got into news because i grew up watching what folks like chris peterson and jerry anderson and lee conklin and diane larson did for the community they used their voice to make a difference in the community and i wanted to do that and i felt for me personally that that wasn't, I, I learned very quickly in the business that that wasn't going to be the avenue for me to use my voice to make a difference in the community. And so uh, I just kept searching. So, you know, I say every night when my head would hit the pillow, I'd say, how did I make my community better? And I just regularly, when I was working in news, I didn't like my answer. And that's not a, 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 a knock on the business. That was just me and the business didn't fit. Sure, I felt yeah. like I could do more. And, um, and so I found my way into the nonprofit world and worked in drug prevention, uh, used my, my news, kind of communications, marketing skills to be a public information officer, um, then found my way, uh, probably wildly unqualified, into the CEO role of that organization. And then ultimately found my real passion, um, fundraising um, for education. And so I was working at my alma mater for a few years and then uh, was recruited by a school in Dallas, Texas to lead their alumni association um, and then, while in Texas, my wife and I had our first child, and it was just the pull to come back home and be closer to family. It didn't make sense to raise my daughter a thousand miles away from her grandparents and cousins and great grandparents, yeah, and, and free and, babysitting yeah, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's free, it's free right now, but it's really expensive later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for
1: sure, yeah and, and so you came back here and um, it, sometime around here you you, you you what's the right word? Uh, you're a sportscaster of some sort. Yes.
3: You have a very Tell about voice. Yeah. So I, I jokingly say that at one point in time, I may have been the most recognized voice in Toledo, but uh, for about eight years, uh, almost nine years, I was the PA announcer for the Toledo Mudhens. And the, the latter half of that, about five, six years with the University of Toledo. Um, so I've had the privilege of announcing and emceeing Uh, events all over Northwest Ohio. And so I say that's, you know, I've had the chance to, you know, I talked about TV. I wanted to use my voice to make a difference in the community. And so, you know, even Mud Hens and Rockets became a platform for me to get into classrooms and talk to kids. And they were excited to hear from the guy who announces Mike Hessman to come up to bat. (laughs) But I talked to them about making responsible decisions or talking to them about recognizing that their parents or their teachers or the police officers or firefighters in the community are heroes, not just superman and spider-man and the heroes you see in your comic books um and so it was fun for me to kind of use that platform uh to talk to kids and educate and kind of push the things that are i think are important um and so to kind of that's why i say kind of pull that chris peterson card back in and go all right wait a second how do i do this
1: yeah And, and at some point i think you also were somewhat instrumental in starting the dog park can you tell us about that what
3: yeah so my so my um I always tell people I don't love dogs, but I really love my wife. You don't love dogs? (laughs) No, no. I I, I've learned get out. (laughs) So we had a lot of dogs for a while because I really love my wife. But um, we live uh, and still live in the house we bought um, uh, when we got married, uh, right by Ottawa Park. And there was a we got a flyer one day at our house that said uh, Lindsay Webb invited a bunch of people to come to a meeting to talk about why Toledo should never have a dog park. And I went to the meeting, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm listening to her and these park leaders talk about why no one wants a dog park. And I've always been kind of outgoing and crazy. So I stood up at the end of the meeting and I said, just, I'm confused. I came here because I think of dog parks, a great idea. <laughs> and I see other dog owners in the room, like, does anybody want a dog park? Yeah. And almost everybody's hand went up.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's so, a strange meeting to have. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very weird. but, yeah.
3: but the Ottawa Germain Advisory Board uh, at the time was very curmudgeonly and and set in their ways, and they just didn't want. They were they felt like a dog park means the entire place is going to smell like feces, and there's going to well, be dog it's fights. Like not even true be, at the dog park. <laughs> correct, correct. So it's it was a long process. Um, you know, we started in two thousand eight, uh, in the process. Um, in 2011, um, you know, we were still fighting. We had identified different locations before I moved to Texas, we had identified what's now the location for Toledo Unleashed, um, the dog park. Uh, we had worked with the team to design the logo and a website and t-shirts and, you know, start the process of generating excitement. But we went through like three different mayoral administrations throughout that process. And it really wasn't until um, Mike Collins, as a councilman said, I want this in my district, I want this in Toledo, and I'm going to see this thing through that it, it finally happened. And so, um, you know, we were, when we moved to Texas, eventually passed on to a very capable board, um, it's questionable capability to these days. <laughs> I only pick on the guy in the
0: room because he went to St. Francis.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
3: But I, th- but I, you know, but but truthfully, it's it's been amazing to see what you guys have built, and that um,
2: we have two dog parks now. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and middle grounds too. So Toledo yeah. Unleashed is now the Glass City Dog Park.
1: Toledo, well, it's it's a long story with <laughs> different corporate names and stuff, but. Is that the episode today? Yeah, <laughs> no, we, we, I'll, I'll tell you off yeah. air. But. <laughs> but but but
3: truthfully, I think that the, the purpose of the effort was to get people in Toledo excited about a dog park, and I'm excited that that happened. Yep. Um, and so, I, again, I think, um, you know, it was another opportunity for me to um, kind of step up and try and champion something. And and my wife and I had a blast doing it, and we're excited to see the dog parks here because Toledo needs it. Um, yep. You know, there's well, enough... You, know, you look at these things that big cities have, and we can't, we can't have enough of them. And I think that's... You know, for me, that's why I'm excited about some of the work we're doing with, and I know I'm, I'm, you know, spoiling the lead here, but some of the work we're doing with Jeep Fest, why it's so exciting.
2: Jeep Fest, you say? Sounds like (laughs) a transition. (laughs) Kevin, tell us about the new role you've taken on to champion your community.
3: So Toledo Jeep Fest um, is a project that I was invited to be a part of. Um, It started, 2016 was the first ever Toledo Jeep Fest and I admittedly was not even at the event. Um, you know, I completely missed the party. Obviously, I knew what was going on, but... It was uh, a good one. It's everybody that I've talked to absolutely loved it. And I, and so uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to join the team about a year ago to focus specifically on um, partnership development, really fundraising. That's, that's what I do. And so can I work with local companies and national companies and work with the event to massage the event to be... Um, more supportive um, and more attractive to local and national sponsors. And it's been a a, a tremendous process. We've got, let me tell you what, August 10th, 11th and 12th um, of this year is gonna be just an incredible party. Uh, 60,000 people are expected to be downtown on Saturday alone from 27 different states.
2: So don't plan on driving anywhere.
3: Yeah, no, no, I highly recommend you park at Franklin Park Mall and, and ride Tarta into downtown. Um, that's the a great idea for you to get there. Um, because a lot of, you know, over half of downtown is going to be shut down mm-hmm. for the Jeep parade, which is going to be over a thousand Jeeps parading through downtown Toledo, only Jeeps, all Jeeps. Um, it's everyone describes that as an emotional experience. <laughs> you know, when you think about a parade, you know, normally there's, well, here comes the fire truck and here comes the marching band and here comes the inflatables and
1: and that's, candy, that's, don't forget the candy, yeah. as my so, kids would say. So most of that There's is There's candy not, in the Jeeps. Okay.
3: Most of that is not happening. Um, what, what is happening is a thousand vehicles, all largely produced or built or birthed in Toledo are going to drive down the streets of Toledo. And I, I tell people this because y- you may know it, but people don't really know it when I say that every Jeep Wrangler ever- in the world was built in Toledo, Ohio. Right? Every single one. That's incredible. And so this is what Toledo Jeep Fest, you know, maybe some of our partners at the area dealerships would be upset if I say this, but it, Toledo Jeep Fest is not about selling more Jeeps. <laughs> Toledo Jeep Fest is about celebrating the relationship between Toledo as the home of the Jeep and the 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 work, the workforce. The craftsmanship, the quality, the brand, the community around Jeep, that's what we're celebrating. And the response that we've gotten from the local community, from the national community has been overwhelming. This year, um, we have uh, more than doubled cash and in-kind support for this event.
0: So what happens other than the parade and stuff? What other type of things are going on at Jeep Fest? So let's,
3: yeah, awesome. All right, so let's walk through the day. So so Friday, August 10th at one o'clock,
0: we're starting
3: with a Jeep off-road course welcome party at Monroe Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. They've got an 18 obstacle course. There's going to be live music. Uh, there's giveaways, um, a ton of cool things happening. So that's Friday one o'clock until about five o'clock.
2: You said an off-road course?
3: Off-road course. So take your Jeep Wrangler, and test it out, and break
0: Let's, a bunch of parts on it. Yeah, <laughs> it will be great. And then you can come Saturday to the vendor area and buy the parts and fix it all up. So
3: Friday night, um, Oliver Hazard is kicking off the Jeep Fest sort of kickoff concert. Um, that's part of the Prometica Summer Concert Series. So he goes at six fifteen. At seven thirty, it's Casey and the Sunshine Band. Nice. Oh, yeah,
0: that's going to be a great. What time. a good
3: overlap yeah so that's gonna be a lot of fun and so so prometica um is one of our presenting sponsors for jeep fest and so they've been an incredible partner and obviously with them bringing the summer concert series back to downtown yep um they were kind enough to align one of the most exciting acts they have for the summer with jeep fest weekend so saturday august 11th is really the start of of what will look a lot like last year's mm-hmm. um jeep fest just bigger so at 11 o'clock uh that's when they all the all Jeep parade is happening um, down summit street, but it's from 10 to six, we've got uh, the Jeep festival and car show. There's a vendor midway with over 60 vendors from around the country. You know, folks like Sylvania automotive, um, X diff and gear, rugged Ridge, omixata, you know, the Jeepers are hearing these names and they start to salivate and there's going to be an incredible display from our other presenting sponsor, Dana. Um, they'll have an awesome display there as well. And so there's a lot of really cool things going on. There's live bands and entertainment. The Infatuations out of Detroit are playing um, at Promenade Park on Saturday. They'll uh, start playing right after the parade. And then uh, again, so live music, beer gardens, um, there's beer, you know, for of all, obviously it's, it's Dora. So yeah. all the bars downtown are selling. You can grab a beer and walk and check out all the cars parked, lined, all the streets of downtown Toledo. Um, IBEW and NECA, uh, is sponsoring our kid zone, which I means we've, we've got activities from imagination station, the zoo, the library, the art museum. Um, you know, I've, I keep telling them they're going to bring a they're going to bring an elephant to downtown Toledo. <laughs> they have neither confirmed nor denied that that could happen, uh, but I'm holding out hope. Um, food trucks, beer gardens, uh, a lot of cool things going on. And then we've got a Jeep raffle that we're doing at 430 where we're, we're actually raffling off a two-year lease of a jeep wrangler ooh we've got some dana axles um you know mopar off-road re- wheels uh goodyear tires uh some gift cards uh custom leather package from catskin uh, front bumper and and winch uh from rugged ridge so really cool prizes um that are coming into that raffle insight if you're if you're a, a historian um there's going to be some incredible historic jeeps on display inside the Seagate center,
0: like original army jeeps and stuff.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So there's actually, there's a Korean war. um, There's going to be Korean war jeep. That's going to be on display outside of Paco's. Nice. Um, Appropriate. Yep. Makes sense. (laughs) Um, But then a bunch of really cool vehicles inside the Seagate center that you can sort of get in and under the hood and check them out, um, which is really exciting. And then uh, Saturday night at seven o'clock at Hensville, it's dueling pianos. Yes. My wife was excited about that part when she read it. It's it's going to be a blast. And they have, I think, like two or three different times they've opened up uh, VIP seating for that event. It's a completely free concert. Um, but if you wanted to pay for a seat, you could. Um, you can't anymore. Uh, those are completely sold out. And they sell out within, like, minutes when right. they go online. So a ton of excitement for that concert on Saturday night. And then Sunday, this is a new addition to the event we're really excited about. Um, I expect all three of you guys to be in this Sunday at eight 30 is the four mile run <laughs> and one mile. <laughs> that's, walk? That's a funny kind <laughs> of yeah. presented by Sylvania automotive lighting. Um, and so they've got a really cool, like a like, four mile, a four mile run.
2: <sighs> you can do it, Danny. You no, got this. is there a walking portion
3: there? Yeah, you can, you know, you can <laughs> walk as much of the four mile as you want. You're a young, nimble lad. You should be able to do four miles. Yeah. You're the youngest guy in the room. You should be able to do four <laughs> yeah, miles. Yeah, exactly. that's Nothing.
1: You just moved apartments. You can.
2: Yeah, I'm done
1: <laughs> for a month.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have the run. Uh, so 830 for the four mile run, I think 10 o'clock for the one mile walk. Um, that's for the families and the kids. So Danny, you can't do that. <sighs> and on. then uh, music by Mosfina starting at 1030. Nice. And again, the Jeep festival car show. Vendor area, beer gardens, all still happening on Sunday as well. So just it's a, it's a it is a jam-packed weekend. Um, you got to go to Toledojeepfest.com, check out the entire schedule, check out all of our sponsors and partners. Um, thank them for being a part of this. Um, it's just we're really excited and there's an incredible steering committee led by Jerry Huber, former Jeep plant manager as our chairman, um, the folks at Thread Marketing Group. Um, really are the sort of point guards on this. Whitney Roth car um, is just doing an incredible job uh, with this. And so it's a, it's a great team effort and uh, I'm truly blessed to be a part of it and excited about uh, I'll be, I'll be really excited on August 13th when we oh, can kind of course, look, yeah. look in the rear view mirror, no pun intended.
0: So this, you don't have, do you have to get tickets to, to this or is it just you show up downtown and go to all the Dude, stuff the, or The, the how does streets that
2: work? are covered with Jeeps this whole weekend. Like, uh, i can't tell you every parking spot plus one is full of jeeps sure and and some of them even park like i've seen them they have the big wheels on the wranglers some other wranglers will just come up on the on top of the big wheels and park at like a 45 degree angle on top of another jeep it's insane. So down I just there. Uber downtown
0: and no, I'm take at the Tarta and You're gonna take Tarta. I don't have to buy tickets or anything like that.
3: Correct. You're gonna you're gonna take Tarta to downtown. <laughs> right. And you don't have to buy tickets. It's completely free to the public. Awesome. The concerts on Saturday completely free to the public. Friday nights uh, kickoff concert. There is a ticket for that. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's worth like ten it. bucks, right? Correct. I think yeah. ten or fifteen bucks. It's well yeah, worth whatever. it. Um, and then, but everything Saturday is completely free inside the Seagate Center, the Kid zone. Yep. Um, I'm going to charge you for beer and T-shirts. I was going to say stuff, I don't think the beer out. garden will be free, but uh... it's free to get in. <laughs> yeah. If that so, hey, where for is anything. that
2: beer garden at? Is that going to be part of Dora, or is that over on the Promenade Park side?
3: Yeah. So beer garden is inside Promenade cool. Park, so it's not a part of Dora. Yep. You get to hang out inside Promenade Park with all yep. of that. But if you pick up a beer at the Blarney, yep. uh, or Dirty Bird, or Paco's, um, you can pour that in a Dora cup and go explore the entire festival area um, and, and have a great time. Sweet. sounds awesome. So how did you get involved with this? Uh, truthfully, Mark Lukey. Okay. Um, so when yeah. I go back to that, you know, that first job that I had in nonprofit, yeah. um, I uh, was able to do some work uh, with Mark Lukey through that organization, even back when I was in high school Yeah. and uh, maintained a great relationship with him. And so the committee was having a conversation about, we need a fundraiser. And when I moved back to Toledo, um, I started a company working with small organizations to help them with fundraising, to help them with strategy, to help them with actual execution. Because I think small organizations, so you think about you know the dog parks of the world. Sure, you know, yeah. All yeah. right, well, how do we, wh- what do we do? How do we do this? I, I know I can't afford mm-hmm. a full-time consultant. I know I are a full-time fundraiser. Or I, how do I get off the ground and get started? Well, that's where um, I said, I, I wanna create a company that comes in and helps with that. Yeah. And so- um, So what's it called? uh, it has nothing to do with, it's called my alumni office. Um, it was initially designed really for public schools and it morphed into helping all organizations. And so, um, you know, I've got a passion for, for education and fundraising. And I think, um, the more people we get fundraising the right way, the better we'll all be. And so we, I always tell people, I'm not in the, I'm not in the asking business. I'm in the culture business. I'm about building a culture of philanthropy in our community. And so I'm all about helping, other schools improve their fundraising process and best practices. Um, and so uh, that's kind of what this is, what this is about. And so Mark uh, called me and said, Hey, we're looking for somebody, you know, would you be willing to have a conversation with the committee about this? Um, and it just, it, it made sense. Um, and so I'm, I'm blessed that uh, the folks at Cardinal Stritch, uh, my full-time job where I'm the vice president of advancement, I oversee all of our fundraising, marketing, um, help with enrollment and everything else where, you know, they said, you know we see the value uh, in this in our community and so they've kind of allowed me to go do this as well
1: because it's not a busy time for them at all right no 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 schools <laughs> man it's super super slow all the time at yeah no, it's no, not I mean, like they're about to start the year or anything like that yeah so it's a little chaotic yeah. right now
3: um you know wearing multiple hats but again we've got a we've got a great team uh, at jeep fest we've got a great team at Stretch, um and so we're we're ready for we're ready for uh, opening day for for both of these organizations um
1: now I'd be remiss not to mention one other thing that you're involved with which is Rotary. Uh you twist well I was going to say twist my arm but you didn't really have to twist my arm to to join Downtown Toledo's Rotary and I know you're pretty involved. I don't know if you want to say anything about that and how that's impacted your your professional life or whatever. Great group. Yeah.
3: It's it, it's fantastic. So yeah, so we got three Rotarians uh you know. Yeah, we just need Nate He's the only one
1: not here, not in. Nope, nope, no (laughs) pressure.
3: So what I'll say about um, Rotary is the same thing I said about, uh, you know, Jeep Fest, same thing I've said about, you know, how how I've gotten into anything is I've been blessed to have incredible mentors in my life. And um, Sharon Skilleter, past president Mm -hmm. of Rotary, um, we were having breakfast one day and she said, I really think you should join this club. And and so I, I did. And I went all in. And I didn't know a whole lot about Rotary before I joined. Um, I know a whole lot more about them now. And I still don't know that I even know, I I think it's, I've got the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's so much to this organization, so much incredible work they do in the community. But really what I tell people is that it's a group of professionals who believe that Toledo is better than it was yesterday, and that it can be better tomorrow than it is today. And that's what we're working on. And so we're finding, projects around the community that we can help with. Um, We're connecting uh, business people together that want to continue to move our community forward. And so, you know, it's cool projects like middle grounds, Metro park, that yeah, which you know, is Toledo, amazing. Toledo Rotary, you know, helped make happen. Oh, really? How? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Rotary Roundhouse. So Toledo Rotary, that was one of our transformational projects a number of years ago. Okay. Um, where they made a, a substantial $300,000 gift to the Metro parks Holy. Um, to assist in the creation of that, uh, of that downtown Metro park. Yeah. And so it's, it's these kind of projects that, that our club looks at and says, you know, how do we, how do we make a difference? You know, globally, Rotary is the group that looks at polio and says, we can eradicate polio as a group of professionals you know who wear suits and ties to work every day we can eradicate polio
0: see that's why i'm not in the group because <laughs> you don't wear a suit and tie every day <laughs> yeah
3: so danny's in the club too and he doesn't wear a suit and tie yeah, <laughs> yeah, <so Western> <laughs> Hawaiian <laughs> shirt over here. but you know i think that's you know it's a it's an inspiring group to be a part of it is um you know i i, I always tell people i expect myself to be a leader in this community and I'm surrounded by 425 other people. You know, we're the ninth largest Rotary Club in the world. How many members is that? Does that make? Yeah, so about 425, 450 members wow. uh, here yeah. in Toledo. It's a, it's a, it's a massive club. You know, I mean, there's Rotary clubs all over Northwest Ohio. I mean, so Oregon Northwood has one, Maumee has one, West Toledo has one, downtown has one, Perrysburg has one. I think Anthony Wayne White House area has Spain, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's all these clubs all over the place. But I always tell people that Toledo almost has more committees than most of these clubs have members. So it's a different <laughs> dynamic when you bring that many people together. But it's the, you know, the, the household names of Toledo are Rotarians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Anderson, Secor, Churchill. Um, you know, these are, these are folks that, um, you know, I get the privilege of having lunch with every Monday.
1: Yeah. And if anybody is interested in learning more, they can go to ToledoRotary.org.
2: That'll be our little plug for that. I can't believe you snuck a rotary plug. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That (laughs) was great. great. (laughs) Kevin, uh, real quick, what is your favorite part of Toledo Jeep Fest? What are you looking forward to most?
3: So, you know, I'm really excited about the vendor Midway. Um, We've created this kind of new. So in 2016, we had vendors all over the footprint. um, And in 2018, we're bringing them all together on St. Clair Street. So St. Clair and Madison and Jefferson um, kind of packed that whole area by Levis Square. Okay, right outside the Seagate so Center front North door,
2: North St Clair Street,
3: North St Clair Street, yep. right outside the Seagate Center. Um, awesome! All those roads are going to be packed with vendors, and so even if you don't own a Jeep, even if you don't know anything about Jeeps, you know, being able to see the different Jeep accessories and parts, and the, the what this brand means to people across the globe is going to be incredible. And and really, for me, a lot of my work on Jeep Fest has been sort of pivoting and so saying how do we take the success we had in 2016 lay a foundation down in 2018 so that in future years if and when we continue this event some of those national sponsors those national vendors that are coming in come in as major sponsors mm-hmm. i love that you know when i when i read off the names of our top sponsors it's prometica dana the county Buckeye Broadband, the Blade, Telesystem, the UAW, Yark Automotive Group. I mean, these organizations, well, they're all local and that's great. Dana is sort of the unique outlier there Mm -hmm. because they're absolutely a national Jeep brand that happens to be in Toledo. So I'll I'll set them aside for a minute, but for everybody else, I'm incredibly grateful for Prometica stepping up as a, as a, as a key sponsor. I want them to continue to see value in this, Mm -hmm. but I'd also love for them to be able to, you know, get outbid by, one of these national Jeep brands, so that Prometica can go back to putting their money into health and well-being and wellness in our community, and not use their marketing dollars to support a Jeep event. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about I'm excited about the excitement that vendors have to come check us out. When 2016 happened, it sort of triggered their radar, and they said, "I'm going to pay attention." Right yeah. In 2018, yeah. they said, I'm going to be there and check it out personally. And then in the future, when everything goes well, August 10th, 11th, and 12th, then you know that's when we get to sit down with them and say, all right, let's grow this thing together. What I've heard from folks around the country is that um, the Jeep market, the Jeep fest market across the country is poised and ready for someone to take over as the predominant jeep festival in the country and what better place than the home of the jeep in the yep. backyard of fiat chrysler in a downtown setting and i would love for whenever we do the next jeep fest i want a Mud Hens game that weekend as well because i want to show people <laughs> from across the country just fill everything downtown. the best of solito i want <laughs> yeah. to show
0: them the best of everything we have to offer so the jeep and fest is something that is nationwide
3: so there are there are so Jeep Fest, like that's—I mean—that's our name, sure. Um, but there are events, you know, Bantam Jeep Beach. You know, okay. there's different events Ooh, around Jeep the country. Beach. Other Jeep um, things that, going on. Yeah, and and there are different activities every place. But most of them happen in like a fairgrounds, sure, in an open plot of land, and you have to pay to get in. Right. Well, we're free and open to the public. It happens in downtown Toledo. It, it makes a little more work for us but we think it makes for a really unique backdrop and yeah, really and unique it's a, setting for this yeah, celebration awesome. of
1: you know a, a big part of Toledo too so
2: great well great uh Kevin I think now we would like to it's play your favorite a time. little Toledo matters trivia <laughs> so um before we get started I want to show you your prizes you will be taking home some actual coffee Ethiopia limoon natural I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> nice attempt this Good you job. know that and that is then, that
3: is not actually what that's called but
2: <laughs> and then a lovely toledo matters coffee mug awesome so that'll get you through next weekend hopefully perfect uh the way this works you'll get three questions and a bonus get three of them right you take home a prize don't get three of them right you're gone all right i'm let's still get taking started. Home the prize yeah yeah probably yeah. 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 you know or whatever i right. <laughs> say that but you're not but supposed can... to tell them that till after no i know, I, know. No, I was just gonna steal it i didn't yeah <laughs> all right here we go question number one during world war ii the very first jeep production government contract was granted to what toledo business willys the willy's Overland
3: willy's overlay yeah
0: willy's is it works got Yep, he got, that yep, one. He
2: got yeah. it uh, fun fact when ford started making a jeep it cost 780 bucks while willy's made it it was only 650. i'll take five <laughs> Question number two. I, I can't promise that price today. <laughs> Question two. John Willys began his business manufacturing and selling what other vehicle? Oof,
3: man. Um, Was it a boat? Yeah, oh man. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say another vehicle. Um, buses. The bicycle. I, w- I almost said bicycle, I should have. I should a, have. Yeah.
0: Is that a vehicle?
2: Yeah, yeah heck you, yeah. You ride There's on bike it. bike lanes, jeez, okay. Nate.
0: Okay. I, I'm, with, I'm with you, Nate, I'm not sure <laughs> so if bicycle's So a skateboard's a vehicle then? Sure, No, you don't right. sit on
1: it, do you have to um, sit on no, it? No, question it three,
2: hush, <laughs> 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 Boo. Question three, in 1919, John Willys hired a future competitor by hiring what other auto manufacturing giant?
3: What are you doing to me?
2: <laughs> Hit me I, with some trivia. That's I need Jerry Huber
3: here for me. He'd get all these right.
2: You already mentioned his name. That's I mean, a nice sort
3: of kind of. I already mentioned his name.
1: What's
2: mm-hmm. part of his name? Dana. Walter Chrysler. Walter Chrysler. Yep. Uh, Chrysler got paid a million dollars in 1919. That's an interesting. That's fact. a lot of money in 1919. Yeah. I did that. He got like his, salary his salary was a million dollars. Salary was one million dollars. <laughs> all right, bonus question. You're going to love this one. In 1930, President Hoover appointed John Willys to be the first U.S. ambassador to what European country?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were friends.
1: Does it have anything to do with our city name? Think think about the year. 1930. Well, yeah. Newish country then. Kind of. Sort of. Newish country. I think maybe I'm wrong about that. Well, do yeah, yeah, that nice right clue. there was a
3: great clue. <laughs> it's yeah. a newish country, maybe I could be wrong. <laughs> uh, 1930, new country, European.
2: I got nothing. Poland.
3: Poland. I wasn't going to say Poland.
2: Well, John Willys was a very interesting.
0: Those are man. some toughies today, Danny.
3: Thanks
2: yeah, yeah, good job, long. Is the point to give these out or to
0: embarrass the guests?
3: It's to uh, The point the is the to tell
2: <laughs> some unique Toledo history while doing it. Yeah.
0: You could have just done that without asking me. <laughs> there, there's no fun in that. It would have
3: been faster for the no guests. No way. We can't,
0: we can't play the catchy music if we do that. Okay. All right. Good point. And
1: you still get your prizes.
0: So <laughs> I hope you enjoy the, the coffee. It's, it's good stuff. Um, so, so you guys are
3: giving me something. Can I give you guys something? Sure. yeah. yeah. So okay. I've, and maybe it's not for you guys, but it's for your listeners. Okay. So, um the reality so i want to do something special for the listeners uh during jeep fest we talked about the jeep parade like this is really the coolest a most exciting parts over a thousand jeeps parading through downtown toledo uh typically anybody can get in it's just 35 dollars to register online well the parade is sold out but i've oh, saved one spot uh-huh. for your listeners all right um and so Woo. We've got one more Jeep to be added in for the listeners of Toledo Matters. The first listener to visit the Toledo Matters Facebook page, facebook.com slash Toledo Matters. Yep. Perfect. All right. Comment a photo of their Jeep on this episode and you'll win that coveted last spot.
1: That's pretty cool. Thank you. That is really cool. Doug is going to go
3: buy a Jeep as soon as this is released. (laughs) How many people are just going to actually just roll by the dealership and snap a <laughs> selfie with somebody else? Yeah, but then view.
1: they're going like, to show up in their LeBaron or something. I mean, that doesn't work. But <laughs> that's a with good Jeep. With like really Jeep cool.
3: painted on the side of it. So, yeah, so something from us to you. We appreciate the opportunity to talk about Jeep Fest. Yeah, We're excited no, thank you. About that's great. It and a chance for us to get, uh, you know, we, we got to get that coveted last person in the parade. Yeah. And so, why not, uh, you know, Danny's a procrastinator. So Maybe we'll, we'll come up us. with like a banner that they we can Do we have put a Toledo Matters Jeep yet?
2: No, we 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 talked to our finance department. (laughs) Oh, we're broke. Okay,
0: maybe we'll get Jeep to
1: donate a Toledo Matters Jeep. Now that's talk. That's crazy talk. But anyway, (laughs) uh, so Kevin, one one last thing before we let you go, we we like to last ask all of our listeners uh, about if they know any hidden gems in the Toledo area, and this could be a restaurant, it could be a park, it could be a person, it could be a concept. Uh, don't say the Metro parks, but pretty much anything last time it was a rodeo, which was, yeah, there was a rodeo. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just something that, uh, you think either, um, you know, natives or visitors ought to know about that. Maybe they won't notice, obviously.
3: So, so I'll say, and I don't, I don't think this is a Metro park answer. Um, it's okay. You can say, metro no, 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 it's not. So, so when we did, so it'll be a little bit at rotary. Um so a couple uh, months ago we did a, a bike event in downtown Toledo. Oh yeah. Uh the Rotary Mesa bonus ride. And so that uh, event we launched from Middle Grounds Metro Park. We went down Summit Street up over the Craig Street Bridge. And and this is the part that I'll call the gem of Toledo. So you come over the Craig Street Bridge on a bicycle and the bike path like mm-hmm loops around and goes under the bridge yep. along the river and you get this really cool like riverside ride yep and so um that's on the east side of the river on the east yeah. side of the this river is the
2: second mention of this bike trail it is dennis swan oh yep it's awesome so it's, I it's amazing
3: i i didn't know it existed and and i saw it you know that morning helping set up the course i saw it and then when I actually got to ride it a couple of times, kind of doing some loops, uh, it was fantastic. So uh, I highly recommend if that's you
0: a, that's a good one, yeah,
3: If yeah. you got a bike or you just want to go walk, like it's a it's a cool path. Is that yeah. like a
1: hard pack trail or yeah, it's paved, yes. it's beautiful. Nice. Well, that's that's a great one. Well, well, thank you, Kevin, and thank you for coming out and telling us about yourself and Jeep Fest and best of luck with that and all your other endeavors, man. Thank you very much. Thanks I appreciate a lot. It. Oh, yeah,
0: I love what you guys are doing here with uh Little Matters Podcast. So keep up the great work. Okay. Thanks. We will. Well, everybody, thank you very much for joining us for the 51st episode of the Toledo Matters podcast. Uh, Danny, take us on out.
2: For more information on Kevin and Toledo Jeep Fest, visit ToledoJeepFest.com or check it out in downtown Toledo, August 10th, 11th and 12th. Toledo Matters is always recorded out of Waveflow Media Studios. Thank you to Toledo Matters trivia prize sponsor, Actual Coffee. Thank you to Jacob Parr for our logo and other graphic designs you see on Toledo Matters and Toledo Matters social media. You can always get more information about this show at www.toledomatters.com. And thank you, Toledo, for tuning in and making Toledo matter. Until next time, we wish you well.